Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Right or Die show. I am your host, Randy Lee Bosla. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Doug Lawrence. If you have not already hit that like and subscribe button, what are you waiting for? Hit it now. I have with us a returning, returning guest, <laughs> uh, Doug Lawrence. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, nice and sunny here today. Yesterday was raining, so it's a good day. Yeah, we had the rain overnight, so it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, well, our plants need it, right? So it, it's a good thing it happens. Um, I prefer it at night because then it doesn't kind of ruin the day. True, true. Oh. Unless you end up with the uh, thunder and lightning like we had last night. and Oh. That has a tendency to keep me awake periodically, so... Yeah, depending on how loud the thunder is, it can it can do that. That's yeah. all right. Have you been enjoying the summer? Uh, you know, I've been doing. Uh, I guess short answer is yes, but I've 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 been working for most of it. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, adulting. It's not fun. No, well, I did. I did go away. I went away to uh, Radium Hot Springs in British Columbia for a oh, week nice. to, to start writing my next book. So it was kind of a it was a retreat of of some sort, I guess it was, because it was also a place where uh, it was my first posting as a married person in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and so there was some nostal nostalgic. Yes. Uh, and and some other you know reliving different things that took place i actually found the house that the basement suite that we we lived in when we were first married so oh it, cool yeah. okay so that that's kind of sweet um so i guess for the guests that uh for all the listeners that have not been with us since the beginning uh we should give them a brief who you are we could do that yes all right so tell him so this is actually doug's third time on the show um we have fun but uh if you have not listened to the other episodes obviously go back and listen to them um but yeah tell us a little bit about who you are so i'm uh obviously my name is doug lawrence and i am a retired royal canadian mounted police officer i served in the uh, rcmp for about 25 years and was kind of bounced all over the place and had some very unique and some not so unique uh, situations that took place. Uh, as a result of my service in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, I ended up with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD as we know it. And um, that had an impact not only on me as an individual, but it also had an impact on my good wife Deborah and, and our two children who had to deal with obviously my bad behavior uh, fast forward to a couple changes in career and and things like that where I ended up uh, be becoming involved in in mentoring and and I started my own company in 2009 um, that was focused purely on mentoring and that so I 
I went through that process as well. And then um, I'm an international certified mentor and I'm working with individuals who are dealing with mental health challenges. I do that quite often. In fact, I find now because of my awareness of it, everything that I seem to touch, do or, or feel has a mental health overture to it of some sort, whether it's mentoring an entrepreneur or whether it's mentoring somebody who is is dealing with grief, all of that stuff, it all seems to kind of come back to that whole, what can I do to be of service to help and so on, stuff like that. So, um, and uh, very, my one, my one plug for the, the book that I wrote, which was You Are Not Alone, uh, Amazon number one bestseller. And oh, nice. Is that the one that I read? I think so. I think so. I'd have yeah. to actually look it up. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of without going into a whole bunch more detail. That's, that's kind of me. Nice. I love that. And speaking of your book, another plug for you is I did read it. I did enjoy it. I just because I can't remember the exact titles because I read so many, but check out my blog and everybody you'll be able to see everything that I said about the book without any spoilers. I make sure no spoilers. Sometimes it kills me, so a little off topic, but that's okay. Um, today is my right, my book review day. I always do it on Wednesdays because that's when I have the most amount of time. And the book that I just read, I really, really enjoyed it. So it's going to be a glowing review, but it's uh, it's a fiction book. So, you know, there, there's some different things in there. And there's such a twist at the end that I'm like, that's like gets me. But because I don't want to write a spoiler, I'm like, how am I going to write this without spoilers? <laughs> so um, it, it's coming. It's it's going to come. But yeah, yeah it's uh, tricky when you don't want to give spoilers. But yeah, so everybody go over rbwriting.ca, check out the blog section, and uh, you'll be able to find Doug Lawrence's book review. Um, so moving on, in the first episode, I believe we talked quite a bit about the PTSD. And last time you were on we talked quite a bit about grief and so this time I think that we should talk about what you're doing um in regards to work especially like you you brought up how you're working with a lot of people with like mentoring a lot of people with mental health so how has your personal journey really impacted that and let, let's kind of talk about that a little bit more this time so for me every every mentoring session that i have i i try to get myself to be able to take something away from that and and it's kind of like taking something away and then reusing it for a different purpose or a better purpose and so when i'm i do work with a, a lot of people specifically for the the mental health part but what i'm also finding and seeing now is that that is kind of gone beyond those borders and what's happening is that when i go to meet with somebody relatively well somebody new that i'm been asked to work with i'm finding now that i'm starting to pay a lot more attention to some of those telltale signs that there's something underneath the covers, so to speak, that we need to maybe have a conversation about. Like I had one individual that I'm working with that um, ended up 
very quickly into the conversation, very quickly identifying that they had some mental health challenges that they were dealing with. And I already sensed or got that feeling that that was the case. And so it, it positioned me in a place where I was able to maybe dig a little deeper, a little bit quicker and start to see, you know, how, what can I, how can I customize my mentoring approach to better meet their needs of someone who is struggling or dealing with mental health challenges. Okay. So, I mean, in that case, it sounds like it was fairly easy to figure out that there was mental health because you said that they, they identified it. But then you also mentioned before that telltale signs. So what are those telltale signs? You know, for me, when I take a look at, at somebody, I, I take a look at them from the aspect of, do they appear to be whole as a person is probably the best way for me to describe it is. I like that. Is, are there, are they exhibiting bad behavior? Are they very excitable? Uh, I worked with a, a young person who had, uh, was bipolar. And the very first day we met, it was like, you know, no disrespect intended, but it was like working with an auctioneer who talks very quickly. And, and, and that was kind of, and I'm going, well, okay, just, okay, let's just calm down. And, 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 and I was able to stay quiet because usually what happens in those cases, especially with somebody with uh, bipolar is if you start to engage in a conversation with them, that sometimes can be a catalyst to sort of ignite them to, to to become, and she did, she would become verbally uh, aggressive. And so my my best my best approach was no approach was to really just say say or do nothing and listen and hear what she what her story was all about. Okay, so let's let's unpack that for a second because it's not so great example with bipolar, but really that can go with many different people um not you don't even necessarily have to have a mental health but when you are in a state of like i don't have the word but when your mind is racing when you're just so overwhelmed and yeah and the anxiety and just everything is there um listening like you said staying quiet and listening and I think that was important that you said the word listening because staying quiet is one thing and you can stay quiet without listening. <laughs> you can stay quiet and just, oh yeah, so for groceries and you can pick up some milk <laughs> eggs and eggs, right? It, that's super easy to do. Um, the hard part is to listen because afterwards, you like during the their conversation with more themselves, not really a conversation with, with their rantings or ventings, um, you might pick up some really interesting pieces of information that they're giving you without realizing it. So, yeah, yeah listening. And, and that's that's why when I talk to pe- a lot of people about, you know, what are some of the common things that, you know, from a mentoring perspective that makes you a good mentor. And what I always tell people is it's effective communication. It's listening and hearing what the person is saying. So I can be listening, but may not hear what, because inside every conversation, there are hidden triggers that 
will yeah. sort of dictate what per perhaps could be some of the issues that we're dealing with, but more importantly, where I need to guide the conversation to go next. And, yeah. and I can't do that if I'm not listening and hearing what that person is saying. Yeah, that that is just a, a beautiful thing to share with everybody because I know for when my kid starts to get a meltdown, um, it's all about staying calm, not interjecting and listening. So oftentimes there's not, there's not a lot of verbal things I need to listen for, but nonverbal body language also speaks huge, like so loudly. So paying attention to what's happening is also part of listening. And like you said, it's effective communication. Communication is not, not just talking. Communication is everything that we're doing. So trying to effectively do it to the best of our abilities includes seeing what the person is doing. Are they more sporadic with their hand movements of their hand talker. I say that because I'm a hand talker. Um, or are they or are they just flat when normally they wouldn't be? That's that's an indication. Yeah, it certainly is. And I'm glad you brought up the body language because that tells a story all by itself. And you need to you need to plug into that. You know self-esteem and all that sort of stuff plays a huge part in and people you know i i remember working with somebody who i was introduced to them because another mentor was having difficulty in engaging with them and i remember the first meeting was they walked into a coffee shop and they had their shoulders rolled forward their head was down they wouldn't do eye contact and i'm going hmm okay we need to have a conversation about you know the aspect of uh, self-esteem self-confidence and yeah. And as it turned out, it, it was definitely a self, self-esteem, self-confidence issue. Yeah. And so it's so good. And it doesn't come like immediately. So I'm not saying if you've never paid attention to this before, you're going to pick it up right away. <laughs> it takes time and practice, right? So how many, how many years have you been mentoring? Officially, it would be... I'm going to I'm going to go on out on a limb and say probably from 1992 onwards, I was more more into what what I know now is mentoring. And I was probably doing it before that and yep. just and didn't know it. Yeah. So a long time. And so, you know what to look for now. Some signs can be more obvious. But there are signs that that aren't obvious, right? So, um, like I was saying with the with the hand talking and when I'm depressed, I don't. So if you didn't know me very well, you wouldn't pick up on that, right? That takes a lot of experience and knowing the person helps too. Yeah, it certainly, you know, it certainly does. And that's all part of, you know, the the effective mentoring process is being able to develop that trusted relationship relatively quickly. And as soon as you are able to do that on a fairly consistent basis, you're going to bring more and more value to the people that need, you know, need you to be engaged with them to help them on their healing journey. 
Yeah. So that's a good point that you bring up, um, making the connection with the person. What happens when you can't make that connection or it feels like you're not making that connection? Uh, typically, I have that conversation. Okay. I'm, I'm sensing that we were still a bit of a distance apart and I'd like to better understand what I need to do to help close that. So I don't shift it onto them. I keep it. It's kind of me that. Yes. I was going to mention that. Yeah. So, so it's a matter of, of, of not, it's collaborative as much as I can get it as quickly as I can get it. But I also don't want to have happen is I don't want them to feel that. Oh, so now I have to do this or he wants me to do that. And yeah. I don't, I don't really feel like talking today and, or, you know, I'm, I don't even want to be anywhere near you today. And, and simply, you know, as I, you know, I tell people, especially when it comes to dealing with grief and that is, you know, if you don't know what to say, then tell me that. Yes. And I have finally realized that Um, it took a long time because Admitting that you don't know what to say or that you don't know how to handle the situation is in and of itself very hard to do because you're admitting you're admitting defeat, right? That that's how I used to see it. I'm admitting defeat because I can't do this. But all you're admitting is that in this situation, maybe I need extra help or I'm I haven't learned the skills I need to learn to handle this situation. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I, I, and I'm the sort of person I would rather, I would rather have you tell me, I'm so sorry. I just, you know, and actually don't even apologize. Just, I do not know what to say. Yep. And And go ahead. No, no, you go. Um, It's, I find that if if we're able to do that, because I hear a lot of from some of the groups I'm involved in and stuff like that, I, you know, I just wish people would leave me alone, or I just wish people, you know, because yeah. they they make me feel uncomfortable because they're trying to give me their their advice and I don't want it. Oh, advice! Let's talk about advice. Ah, oh, so. Here's the thing with advice. People don't want it. <laughs> that, that's that's the, the blatant people don't want advice. Now, it's not to say that that's a cut and dry 100% of the time rule. Sometimes people will ask for advice. That's when they want it. When they say, hey, I have this situation going on. What would you do in this situation? And that's when they are asking for advice. If they are just talking to somebody, and I do this all the time with a couple of my friends, and we'll just, we'll vent and we'll say, oh my goodness, I had such a hard day. This happened, this happened, this happened. I had this really hard person I had to deal with and da, 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 da. And they say nothing and it's beautiful. Yeah. Because we don't need advice in that moment. We don't need somebody to say, oh, well, you should calm down. We don't need any of that. We need somebody who is, like we said before, listening and just letting us go. And 
by doing that, you are giving the person the space that they need to get out whatever it is is bugging them. And they're going to feel better afterwards. And all you have to do is sit quietly and listen and not give advice. Yeah, that, that and that's such that's good advice right there. You know, when you there's when, my unsolicited advice for yeah. you, <laughs> you know, and it's I don't know, is it is it human nature that we feel compelled that we need to to fix everything to, you know, so because I, I'm like, I, the young person that had bipolar that I was working with has, we've, we've gone on a journey together. We've gotten to a point where, you know, she, she's been able to rekindle the relationships that she needs. And, Good. and, and I get a message, you know, saying, I think I'm okay now. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go forth on my own, which is exactly, which yeah. is, you know, that's, that's a good news story all around. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also part, part of me, there's a part of me that says, I hope that she doesn't slip backwards, but if it she happens. does, if she does, then we're going to be there to pick her up, dust her off and point her in the right direction to get her back on the healing journey. And that's, you know, that's what we do. But um, yeah, I just, I hope that your listeners are able to pick up on what we both have been saying is how important it is to just be able to be an effective listener, listen and hear and not be the sort of person that said, Oh yes, I know how you feel. You don't know how I feel. I hate that. Hold on. I'm, I'm writing down the title of, of your episode. It's going to be Listen and Hear. Isn't that great? Oh, like um, that. So actually, I remember this time when I worked at a different office six years ago, maybe I think it was. And there was a lot going on in my life. My kid was in, the, in and out the hospital at the time, at this time in for trying to hurt, harm himself. And so I had taken a day off work and then the next day I went into work and um, the manager at the time looked at me and said, well, I feel empathetic for what's happening in your life, um, but it doesn't feel like you care about work. I... I was fuming. I went, I actually went out the back door and I called my husband um, in tears because I was so angry. You know, when you've ever been so angry that you're crying because you, you can't release it. Um, and I was like, I'm just leaving. I'm quitting right now. I, I'm done. I'm done. Because this individual clearly was not being empathetic. <laughs> and to say I'm being empathetic to me feels totally fake to begin with if you're being empathetic you don't have to say it um and you have no idea what's happening you have no idea just because you have kids what it feels like to feel like a failure as a parent because you can't help your kid um and I mean there are some parents out there that, that do understand it because their kid has been in the same situation but um it, it really is a fine line that you're walking when you're saying oh I know how it feels it's a very fine line because even though my kid was in that situation and somebody else's kid is in that situation, I still would be a little reserved in saying, I know how that feels. I could say, oh, I've had similar situations, 
but you don't know everything else that's going on at the same time. So you you never truly know what somebody else is feeling, but at least if it's a similar situation, you can a little bit more understand. But this person was just really got under my skin. <laughs> you know, and it's even, sometimes it's even as simple as being able to say, I had this situation that happened to me this particular time and it caused me all kinds of turmoil and it was stressful. I, I was struggling to try and find what the right answer was. And so my, you know, my husband or my wife and I decided we were going to go down this path and we went down that path and it kind of worked, but it didn't work. But you know, I know that the situation you're dealing is, you know, with is very unique and you're you're going to deal with it how it best, you know, suits you. But, you know, just know that I'm here if you need somebody to talk to. Yes, that is the best thing you can do is the I'm here for you. And my one of my favorite things, and maybe not everybody agrees with me, but one of my favorite things is, well, that sounds shitty. Yeah. I love when people can just, they say it as it is. Don't tell me, oh, things are going to get better. You know, look on the bright side. I don't want to hear that crap, right? I am in those moments. I am in a dark place. Um, Yes, in my head, I know that eventually I won't be in it because I've had ups and downs, up and down. But what I need somebody to recognize, and my best friend is great at doing this. I need somebody to recognize is that really effing sucks. (laughs) and then I'm just like it's like a a weight has been lifted because you do understand in a sense I'm just like okay I'm not crazy because yeah it does suck sucks so much (laughs) that that's my favorite thing for people to tell me I don't need I don't need the the sun is shining bright and blah 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 I just need wow that sucks yeah And, and you know just to say I'm here if you need me yeah that's so powerful like that that sends that sends all kinds of great messages and great energy to yeah. the person that's receiving that and we just don't do enough of that you know we're you know we're so concerned about our own uncomfortable feelings that when we're trying to we want to help but yet we don't know how to help or what to say or what to do so that's big we, yeah we then go and do something that we probably should not have done and it makes the situation complicated or worse and yeah then, and we go how do i get out of this now because i think i've done more harm than good mm-hmm. yeah so just saying i'm here for you listening and hearing hey that's shitty um and another one is sometimes just dropping them off some food i know that's often associated with death um, when when there's a funeral, people usually drop off food. But honestly, I really appreciated. I had a friend when the first time that my kid went into the hospital, and we were like really to pieces. Me and my husband, we had no idea what to do. Um, somebody just dropped us off some food, and it was beautiful and it was amazing. And no words needed to be said because they're like, "I know you need to eat. I know you're not in a place to make yourself some food. Here you go. Here's food." and it was delicious I'm like I want this recipe (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> but you know, it's simple things like that. Um, talking about my my best friend. Sometimes if I haven't heard from her in a bit because she also has has some very low days, some some depression. Sometimes I'll just text her, and be like, "Hey, I miss your face. What's up?" And it's a simple text. I don't expect a response immediately. When she gets it, she gets it. But it's just to remind her. And she does the same thing back to me. Just to remind each other that we're here. That's all. We're here. Yeah. And people people don't understand how important that is until you're actually in that position where you, you need that type of a relationship because I I know that I'm going through you know with the loss of my wife and that I I go through times where I don't hear from anyone and you know you kind of go like okay was it something I said or done or what is it but and then I you know I have a couple people that I that they're texting me all you know most of the times throughout the day, just to, you know, how's it going or sharing some of their daily experiences and stuff. So I feel a part of something. So that's, you know, that's a good, um, good move to do as well, but the not doing anything. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. Not doing any, anyone, any favors. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. And that, that's a good way to kind of bring our episode a little bit closer to the end is the, if you don't know what to do, just a simple, hey, like literally just a simple, hey, because you make that connection. You don't need to know what to say. That goes back to the, you don't need to give advice. You don't need to know what to say. All you need to do, and, and Doug has been saying it this whole episode, all you need to do is be there. That's literally it. But I think we have been so ingrained from such a young age to give answers, right? We're we're always, we are taught to give answers that as adults, we think that we need to solve our friends or our kids or our spouses problems. Yeah. But we don't because you cannot solve somebody else's problem. All you can do is be there, listen and hear them, give them the space stay connected, right? All of the things that Doug has been saying right now. So is there any kind of last, uh, and we're going to talk about what you've written in a minute, but is there any last tips or tricks that are really important just for the average person, right? That you've learned over over time? Because I think this episode has really been for that average person who they don't know what to do, but they just, they want to know. And I think this has been some really good messages for that. Well, it definitely has. And I think there's there's a number of, of things that kind of pop into my mind. Number one is, you know, we've we've reinforced a number of times the aspect that it's okay if you don't know what to say, you know, and sometimes what you do have to say can be simply, I don't know what to say and and share that, you know, that that's gosh, if somebody came up to me and said, I understand that, you know, you've lost a a loved one and I'm truly sorry, but, and I don't know what to say after that. Well, just the fact you acknowledged it was good enough for, you know, good enough yeah. for me, you know, so you've, you've, you've got, 
you know, you've definitely got some of that stuff. And the other part that we kind of missed, which was if you are that person that is struggling today, you know, with mental health issues and challenges and that, that it's okay for you to reach out and ask for help. Yes. 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 Right. Is that to stay as I like to use the analogy of I could stay in my closet where I feel protected. It's my safety place, my safety net and all that sort of stuff. But that doesn't help me heal at all. And I need to be able to open that, that closet door, so to speak, and extend my hand and say Mm -hmm. to whoever's standing there, I need help. And we, we need to be able to be comfortable enough to be able to say, I hear you and I'm here for you. Yeah. I hear you and I'm here for you. That is amazing unsolicited advice. (laughs) But if you're listening to this podcast, you come here for a little bit of advice. So it's not totally unsolicited. Um, so now tell us what what have you written? Where do people follow you? Get their hands on your stuff, and it's good stuff, guys. I can say that because I've read it. It's good stuff. So the the books I have, uh, the gift of mentoring was my first book published in 2014. It's available on Amazon.com and. You Are Not Alone, which was published in 2020, is uh, available as well on on Amazon.com. And You Are Not Alone is a uh, Amazon number one bestseller. So I'm and pretty, a good one. That's the one I read. <laughs> yep, and I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. So and I'm working on my third book, which will be uh, I I think we have the title nailed down, I think, but we're going to go with uh, The Silent Pandemic is going to be the name of the book. Yes, I think you said something about that last time, and I loved it back then, and I still love it. That's good. That's good. It's important to me that you love that book, so. (laughs) I do, because, and so why did you choose, if it doesn't give any, any spoilers or whatever, why did you choose the title? The silent pandemic. I chose it because what I saw was that mental health was taking a backseat to all the. So we were talking about, you know, pandemic, and it was always t- everything we talked about was COVID and and all of that sort of stuff, and and we were losing sight of, you know, the the trauma that COVID was causing family members who couldn't be with family members who were in the hospital dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. And so there was there was all of the, this trauma that's going on that nobody was talking about, nobody was dealing with. And so I decided that that's a perfect segue to the silent pandemic. Yep. And, and when you, you know, you take a look at there's a lot of other diseases and things that 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 are out there that cause, you know, uh, probably even a greater number of deaths than what COVID did, and on an ongoing, consistent basis. So, yeah. you know, um, but so it, it's the whole idea behind it was let's kind of do a wake up call and sort of say, okay, there are pandemics of other kinds that are out there. Oh yeah. And, you know, where's the support structure to help people deal with 
you know, the mental health issues, the challenges that they're facing, where structure, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's kind of there, but it's crumbling and falling to pieces because we just, we haven't invested the time yeah. into it. So uh, that's where the title came from. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and so where do people follow you so they can stay up to date with all of this awesome stuff that you're doing and, you know, when that book will come out? Yeah, so you can reach me on my website at www.talentc, so the word talent with the letter C on the end, .ca, so that's one place. Uh, Through LinkedIn, just search on my name, Doug Lawrence, and you should be able to find, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn, Um, and and then if you, you know, I love, there's nothing I love more than to have somebody send me a message and say, I would like to have a conversation with you. And so if you want, if that's you and that's something you're comfortable doing, you can reach me by email at doug.lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, at talent C, so talent and the letter C on the end, .ca. And I would be more than delighted to respond back to you as quickly as I can. Wonderful. And see, there's always people out there to, to chat with and talk with. Always, always. You're never, ever alone. So again, thank you, Doug, for coming back on the show. Um, I'm not going to lie. When when I saw that you had made another another interview slot, I was like, what are we going to talk about this time? Hmm. Is there anything left? And clearly there's more. So... And I'm sure there, there's even more and more and more, right? But it's, it's just funny because I'm like, okay, we've talked for two hours already just about what more do we have to say yeah you've always got something so i love that and you are you're always a wealth of knowledge so thank you so much for coming back on the show um and sharing and thank you for the opportunity it was it's it's fabulous so we have a sponsor for today's episode it is taylor smith design and i have been using the services for i guess over almost over a year now i use the do-it-yourself services and it makes posting on my social media so much easier, seriously. They have a user-friendly platform where I can schedule all of my posts for the whole year on multiple social sites at the same time. The best part about that is that I can create recurring posts, so I don't have to constantly redo the same thing, which works great when promoting my books. Plus, if you run multiple businesses like I do, since I'm my kid's momager, you can hook it up to multiple accounts. One price for all of your needs, and it saves me so much time. Depending on the level that you sign up for, it can do so much more than just that. I'm still trying to figure out some of the features that it offers. If you need an affordable solution for your social media needs, then go to getseensocial.ca, use code write or die to get your first month totally free. All right, who doesn't like free? Remember, you want to go to getseensocial.ca and use the code write or die. Get that first month free. Again, thank you, Doug, so much for being on the show. Always a pleasure to have you, your wealth of knowledge. Um, everybody, make sure you jump on over to the rbwriting.ca website. Check out the blog. You can see what he's, um, the review that I wrote for his book. As well, if you want to support the channel, and I know you do, um, hit the share button. Easy way. 
Also, you can hit up our merch store. We got some really cool designs over there. 10% of the proceeds always goes back to the Canadian Mental Health Association. And remember, the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly. Bye.